0: everyone and welcome to Tim's News Explosion on this Monday September the 11th 2023. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel and the Wilmsfront Rumble channel. I have got Power Chat working tonight where you can send through a donation to support the show and have a message read out. Hello to everyone in the chat being at 911 happy pinochet day for those of you celebrating it it is the 50th anniversary of the 1973 coup in chile where general augusto pinochet saved the nation from an economic and humanitarian disaster with his coup d'etat overthrowing the economically marxist destructive president salvador hollande It is 9 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria. Now, you'll remember last year, Dan Andrews, after his uh, COVID lockdowns of 2020, 2021, told us that Melbourne was back. And it certainly is. Criminals are once again rampaging throughout our city in a horror crime surge in the past week. Uh, The world's second most livable city. Of course. and it began last Monday uh, with a 14 year old schoolboy uh, from Glenera uh, College in Glen Huntley uh, being uh, robbed and kidnapped and then thrown from a moving car. He is in hospital with life-altering injuries. Uh, so there were he was he was robbed and kidnapped by uh, two youths around about the same age as him. So there was a a 14-year-old was arrested from Frankston South, who was already on bail. Imagine my shock. And there was also a 15-year-old who has been arrested as well. Uh, so that's how the week started. Then on Friday night, we had yet a, another deadly car attack in the Melbourne CBD. The 26-year-old man, Zane Khan, from Melton West, drove his mother's car into the CBD uh, through uh, Burke and Swanson and Burke and Russell Street killed a 76-year-old man from Brunswick uh, who was in the car and injured three pedestrians. He ran over... At a tram stop, uh, and he sat on the car bonnet uh, waiting to be arrested.
1: Good evening, Andrew McCormack in the Seven Newsroom. There's breaking news on an incident in Burke Street in Melbourne CBD. Crime reporter Cassie Zervos is there. Cassie, what do we know so far?
2: Well, Andrew, this is very much a developing situation as we go to air right now. As you can see behind me, a major crime scene has been set up at the intersection of Burke and Russell Street as investigators try to piece together what exactly unfolded tonight, what we know so far is that an out of control car was speeding and hit several pedestrians. There is unconfirmed reports. One person has sadly died. As you can see from this phone vision, a man dressed in white was circled in by officers and arrested at the scene. He's currently in custody tonight, being questioned by officers. Several people have been rushed to hospital with critical injuries. And of course, Victoria police say they will update the media as more information comes to light. Andrew.
1: Okay, that's the latest from Cassie Zervos in Bourke Street in Melbourne, CBD. 7 News will keep you updated on air and online at 7 The footy continues next.
0: So that was Friday, Friday night, uh, breaking news. Then on Saturday morning, we heard from the police commissioner, Shane Patton, and Dan Andrews was with him as well. And Shane Patton said uh, that uh, Zane Khan was a clean skin, according to Victoria Police, had no uh, uh, priors, although uh, Victoria Police, he had come to their attention over a mental health issue. And so he was known to police in in another way. Now, Seven News has interviewed uh, Zane Khan's mother and, uh, and and has detailed his history of mental illness because terrorism was ruled out, it was uh, it was deemed mental health. Uh, so it says here that uh, Khan's mother spoke to Seven News outside her home but did not want to be identified. Remember, it was her car that Zane drove into the city at 60, 70 kilometres an hour into the CBD, which is very fast. Uh, So she said her son had stopped, uh, had been battling mental health issues since 2017, and he was taking medication for. It's very sad. He's sick. As a mum, it's not easy. It's hard. I heard like, you know, he's hurt people. I was shocked by that part. If some family who have kids that are sick, they will understand what mental illness is. Uh, He has been remanded in custody and will appear at Melbourne Magistrates Court on 15th of January next year according to his mother, he'd stopped taking his medication two months before. He's been charged with uh, one count of murder and three counts of attempted murder. Uh, So Victoria Police were for once, going in hard with the charges. Now, that was Friday night. Then on Saturday morning, uh, there was a brazen and You'd have to say, uh, well organised hit on a Melbourne gangland identity, a uh, Gavin Preston at a cafe in Kilo Kilo East, uh, which is in Melbourne's middle west.
1: Good evening. Chilling footage has captured the moment. Notorious crime figure Gavin Preston was shot dead as a busy cafe. Police and detectives have been out in force today with fears the brazen hit could spark dangerous reprisal attacks. Adam Hegarty has the latest. It may be targeted but it's innocence in the crossfire. Cafe diners ducking for cover from a hooded gunman's gangland assassination. Pharmacist Amani Awad. Was there. I was like quite distressed and we, we had to close early. One customer came, she said she heard the bang from Killor Park. Up to 10 rounds. And not all hit their target. The very public cafe wall peppered with stray bullets. Several people had to run for their safety. This was brazen and a big deal.
3: Quite a big move. Uh, that someone has taken the uh, action of killing uh, Gavin Preston in this particular matter, so it's a matter of watch this space.
1: Police on patrol clear fears of an underworld reprisal. Gavin Preston, the infamous criminal gunned down, had many enemies. AJ Magney, the man he was seated with, also shot and taken to hospital, is the son of a murdered crime boss. Here he's filmed running away. As for the identity of the two gunmen... I suppose take your pick... It was meticulously planned. You can see here where one of the getaway cars was torched. Two men have then ran up that footpath to another car that kept there for several days with its plates covered. An underworld escalation with a cafe and young workers caught in the middle. The owners unwilling to speak out but posting online. We are so proud of our team and how they conducted themselves in such a traumatic situation. Melbourne's grown accustomed
3: to. Another terrifying act for the uh, community.
0: And now you remember uh, from twenty years ago, uh, Melbourne's uh, gangland war, uh, where underworld figures uh, were assassinated in the street. Probably the most shocking was of uh, Jason Moran at his at his kid's Oz kick. And you'll remember that Victoria Police, under pressure to solve the gangland killings, which. Uh, ended uh, with the arrest and uh, conviction of Carl Williams, who was uh, murdered in prison in 2009. They hired uh, Nicola Gobbo as a police informant, Tony Mockbell and uh, Carl Williams' lawyer. Uh, So uh, she was known as Lawyer X, the biggest legal scandal in Victoria, and earlier this year, uh, the Dan Andrews government, uh, they decided to pass laws uh, that uh, would uh, give a police discretion to register lawyers as police informants and even uh, <laughs> even judges as well, incredibly. And you remember that uh, no Victoria police officer is going to be charged uh, by Dan's Victor- Victorian Victorian Director of Public Prosecutions. Uh, so there could be, we we don't know if uh, the the assassination of uh, Gavin Preston is going to lead to another uh, another gangland war. But uh, Victoria Police, they legally have uh, that uh, that ace up their sleeves if they want to uh, trash our legal system. Again, and uh, now recently, it has been Sydney, which has been a gangland, gangland warfare central, uh, with the with two uh, Middle Eastern crime families assassinating each other, uh, which is over the Sydney cocaine trade, because uh, Sydney ciders are some of the biggest cocaine users in the world. I'm not sure if if there is a drug of choice. In in Melbourne, we know that uh, the North Richmond uh, drug injecting room does a does a a big trade. In fact, uh, uh, there is uh, there there's this constant a uh, uh, plan uh, to have a second injecting facility in the Melbourne CBD. Now that wasn't all. On Saturday night, there was a, a there was a stabbing at the food court of Doncaster Shopping Centre.
4: Melbourne's knife crime has erupted inside a shopping centre food court with two young men stabbed at Westfield Doncaster. The violence unfolded in front of stunned families. All three accused attackers already free on bail. The victim stumbles to the ground and is set upon, both attackers with knives, one long blade clearly visible as he swings it into his defenceless target, a moment too brutal to show. It was one of two stabbings in the food court of Westfield Doncaster during a fight around 6.45 last night. Meters away, children sit with their mother waiting for dinner as the violence erupts. The two victims were aged 21, from Shepparton and Eltham, both were taken to hospital. Police say there were three attackers, but they believe the two groups don't know each other. Detectives now working to establish what prompted the violence. The suspects didn't make it far. Police found them a short time later, just two streets away. They're aged 17, 18 and 19. None are from the local area. The police stopped the, a group of six and the they
1: of three of them. They were just smoking their vapes and laughing. They weren't even stressed. The police was investigating all of my house. Yeah, they were in the backyard, in the front yard and they were searching everywhere for something hidden.
4: All three have faced court and been bailed. Charges include intentionally and recklessly causing injury and possessing a
0: prohibited weapon. Paul Dowsley, 7 News. Uh, that's a, a common occurrence you'll hear in these news reports, uh, so all three, despite well, <laughs> obviously uh, uh, most people stabbed to to kill, all three of them were bailed afterwards. There was one already on bail, and also uh, Dan Andrews. He wants to remember. You remember that uh, in the aftermath of the uh, tw- uh, the January twenty seventeen uh, Gargasoulis a uh, car attack on Burke Street, where six people were murdered, including a baby in a pram. 27 were injured. Gargasul, as you remember, is on bail. Bail laws were tightened. Uh, but now uh, Dan Andrews, he wants to, well, loosen uh, Victoria's bail laws. Well, uh, for low-level crimes, uh, they will find it easier to get uh, bailed. This is uh, before the Parliament. And uh, the trigger is, of course, uh, the death in custody of an Aboriginal uh, woman, uh, Veronica Nelson, who who was died in custody after after breaching bail after she was charged with shoplifting. Uh, so, according uh, to uh, this this legal reform, it will uh, scrap the reverse onus provision, which the onus is on the accused about why they should have bail and the double uplift provision for people accused of committing low-level offences while on, while already on bail under the unacceptable risk test, the, twist, the test will remain for other offences. So if somebody commits an offence already on bail, I then they won't automatically be be put on remand for breach of of bail. So the 2018 changes uh, had the reverse onus onus test only if they could provide compelling reasons and exceptional circumstances to be granted bail. It's always when there's the death of an Aboriginal person that Dan Andrews leaps into action to reform. We're getting public drunkenness legalized at the end of this year because an Aboriginal woman died in custody while uh, drunk. Uh, So this of course was Saturday night. And then last night, uh, there was another uh, abduction uh, in uh, Preston in Melbourne's north. This is the the Seven News report.
2: The chase came to a dramatic end here in Preston in Melbourne's northeast. The stolen silver Hyundai crashing into this white car around 10 last night. Police say a short time earlier, a hire company reported a vehicle stolen in nearby Northcote. Officers tailed the car from a distance and witnessed a man being thrown from the vehicle at a busy intersection. The 18-year-old victim appeared to have been stabbed. He was taken to hospital in a serious condition with facial injuries. Police now say he was known to the other parties in the car. The air wing and the dog squad were called in with police successfully laying stop sticks to deflate the car's tyres. The four offenders, all aged 20 and under, all ran from the car. One of them hid under a vehicle parked in a driveway.
3: I came out to have a look and at the same time I noticed there was a long bladed knife in in the garden. Um, He said, is that yours? I said, no, i have never seen it
0: before. The police kept everyone pretty calm and they were like, we're police, we've got this situation under control. Obviously, the sniffer dogs make you feel like, well, they haven't found the person yet, so is it?
2: All four occupants were arrested. The eldest charged with motor car theft. Two others are currently being questioned by police.
0: Uh, Now, two uh, were already on bail out of that four, according to reports tonight and uh, one has been granted bail after this. So we had the de- uh, Deputy Premier Jacinta Allen today. Uh, she uh, fronted the media. Uh, she was mainly asked about uh, the, yet another uh, Burke Street car attack. Cause you remember that at the end of 2017, there was a car attack at Flinders Street. Uh, where an 80, 83 year old man was murdered and this was deemed Islamic terrorism. Uh, Saeed Nori uh, was the the perpetrator, the driver of that car. S- uh, so there were 18 injured. And you remember in November uh, t- uh, 2018, three weeks before the state election, uh, there was a car bomb attack at Swanson Street. The perpetrator Hassan, Khalif Shire Ali. Remember he was uh, shot dead by police, uh, but he stabbed a prominent uh, businessman, Sisto uh, Mel, Mel Spezi, who was one of the co-owners of Pellegrini's Espresso Bar, a iconic uh, Melbourne, M- Melbourne cafe. And three weeks later, uh, Dan Andrews he was uh, re-elected in the landslide of of 2018. And remember the lesson that the Victorian Liberal Party uh, took out of that loss—that uh, uh, being tough on African youth gang crime, because it was uh, that they were the main per- that ethnic group uh, was the main perpet- perpetrators of uh, youth gang crime during that time they're largely African gangs the Liberal Party uh, their review said that oh we lost the election because uh, we appeared too tough on that issue and so now the Victorian Liberal Party is largely me too when it comes to a lot of uh, this uh, criminal justice reform and with the weather uh, Thankfully, warming up in Melbourne, uh, that means the the gangs will be out and about. You might remember last summer at St Kilda Beach, uh, there uh, there was a a a youth gang member uh, stabbed uh, to death. Uh, there have been a couple of other uh, teenagers who have been stabbed to death. Uh, these these rival youth gangs, and you always remember that. Their their mothers always say to the media, oh, he was a good boy who didn't do nothing." Uh, So you can guarantee with uh, the warm weather that places like St Kilda Beach and other beaches, there'll be violence there. Uh, But according to uh, Deputy Premier Jacinta Allen, Melbourne is a safe city by global standards. In fact, uh, Kosomaras of the Redbridge Group, a former Deputy Labour campaign director, tweeted, this violence occurs in every city. It has done so for decades and generations. That said, compared to other major global cities, we are doing just fine. Well, we're doing better than, say, Chicago or New York or, or, or San Francisco. So we're not as bad there yet. I mean, I was in the CBD the next day on the Saturday, and I did feel safe because something like that's not going to happen there the next day. But I did, of course, look both ways uh, when I was crossing crossing the road, as you should do normally. And the city was heaving, so it certainly didn't deter people. It was footy final season, so there was uh, that game that was on that day, uh, secured a GWS. There were plenty of uh, fans in the, in the CBD. And it being the Melbourne CBD, I saw another uh, crossdresser, dresser uh, clearly a dude dressed like a lady. Uh, but this time, uh, they were actually an employee at uh, the Maya CBD. So there you go. So, But obviously, uh, this is not uh, good news for, uh, well, (laughs) Melbourne has so many issues, but the last thing we need is another crime wave surge uh, return. Now, at the federal level, uh, Anthony Albanese, our Prime Minister, Airbus Elbow, uh, he stopped by uh, Manila in the Philippines uh, to meet the new Marcos President, and then he was at the the G20 in India. Sorry, Bharat. It's India is going to change their name to Bharat. It always was Bharat, so we shouldn't should never dead name the the country as as India uh, when it when it changes its name. And Anthony Albanese's uh, deputy, uh, Richard Marles, is uh, refusing to uh, or trying to avoid. Uh, handing over details of his uh, $3.6 million in taxpayer-funded VIP RAAF flights. Uh, he's claimed national uh, security. He's gotten until Wednesday, September 13, uh, to hand over the documents re- revealing the dates and costs of every flight that he took. He claims that he flew commercial uh, from Canberra to Avalon, except there are no flights from Canberra to Avalon directly, uh, so that could only be if he flew from Canberra to Avalon because Avalon's near Geelong. Richard Miles is the member for Corio, which is in Geelong. The only way that he could have got a direct flight from Canberra to Avalon is through a, a VIP RWF flight. And so, what? Why can't Richard Miles just do what other politicians do: fly commercially uh, from Canberra to Melbourne and then catch a Comcar? there. Well, remember how Bronwyn Bishop, the former Liberal Speaker, she was forced to resign when she took a chopper uh, from Melbourne to Geelong uh, to, to attend a Liberal Party fundraiser when she could have simply taken a car. Uh, so there does seem to be a double standard. Uh, but of course, as, as Bronwyn Bishop uh, <laughs> says herself, there's one rule for socialists, uh, uh, one for everybody else. So, we will see if uh, Richard Miles uh, is successful in claiming national security to, to cover up his uh, abuse of taxpayer funded flights. In fact, uh, Samantha Maiden, who's the journalist who's been uh, pursuing uh, this, I mean, it makes a change from her championing uh, Brittany Higgins, uh, Brittany Fibbins, some call her. Uh, so, uh, because Samantha Maiden she couldn't get an answer out of Richard Richard Miles, uh, his office, she decided to approach him when he went on his morning jog in Canberra. But that was considered a security breach because his daily routine is known, and so uh, now he's getting uh, additional Australian Federal Police protection because he was approached by a journalist. More taxpayer expense, of course. All right, now it's time for an update. In the voice campaign. Voice. Oh, 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 oh. This, this, this voice. Now, there have been more polls published uh, this past week pointing to a big victory for the no vote in the Aboriginal voice referendum. Uh, So we had the Redbridge poll, uh, which has overall 39% for yes and 61% for no. Uh, So that is a landslide there. This, this of course, follows uh, the news poll last week, which had no in the majority for the first time at 53%. We have the Resolve poll, which was published in the age today where all states are voting no, apart from Tasmania, where yes is ahead uh, 56 to 44. Uh, So five states, including Victoria, uh, uh, yes is trailing 49-51, and that would be epic if uh, if Victoria was to to vote no, the opposition leader uh, John Pesutto he decided that he would vote no after months of uh, dithering. The New South Wales Liberal leader Mark Speakman is uh, is voting voting yes, as is the Tasmanian Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe. Uh, MPs at the the federal level who are going to be voting yes is of course Julian Lisa, the former Shadow Attorney General and uh, Indigenous Affairs spokesman, uh, Liberal uh, Senator Andrew uh, Bragg. Uh, here was Andrew Bragg with the uh, the Liberals uh, for yes. This sad, sad group. of of a liberal rums talking to commuters at edcliffe station about voting yes at the referendum. Yes, they look so, so energized there to, 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 to campaign uh, for yes. And uh, so we also have, uh, this, is, this is coming up at the, the Diamond Bay Bowling Club in Vaucluse a, a very uh, wealthy area of Sydney within the electorate of Wentworth. So there is apparently the conservative case for The Voice. So Allegra Spender, the teal independent for Wentworth, uh, Julian Lisa, uh, his seat of Berara is up near Hornsby. In northern Sydney. Uh, Jeffrey Winters, uh Gamalero man, former liberal candidate for Sydney and tony nutt former chief of staff to john howard he was also the federal liberal director in 2016 when malcolm turnbull was prime minister and uh, he cried over labor's mediscare campaign which nearly cost them a majority He said they scared my elderly mother that medicare was going to go so he's pathetic and now there was also a story this week that uh, liberal yes supporters threatened with losing uh, pre-selection. So this is according to the Liberals for YES organization uh, uh, director, uh, former ACT Chief Minister Kate Carnell, who has also uh, been part of the, I think it's the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry, and also uh, has worked for uh, Beyond uh, Blue, uh, so many in the party are angry that some Liberal MPs are being seen as treasonous and acting against the national interest. Uh, so uh, we we shall see. I saw one uh, former uh, Liberal staffer say uh, they shouldn't just uh, be <laughs> uh, lose their pre-selection, they should be expelled. Uh, we know that uh, former uh, Prime Minister Malcolm uh, Liberal Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and his uh, deputy Liberal leader Julie Bishop at campaigning for yes, that seems to be despite Peter Dutton, because remember, Malcolm Turnbull, he, uh, he said that the voice would uh, be like a third chamber, which basically, if it gets in the Constitution, will and also, uh, there is a uh, former New South Wales Premier Mike Baird campaigning for yes, and also former Western Australian Premier Colin Barnett and former Tasmanian pe- uh, Premier uh, Peter Gutwin. Other polls we had this week uh, that uh, pointed to a victory for no uh, were the Guardian Essential poll, a left-wing poll uh, by Essential Media published in the left-wing paper The Guardian, and there was also a freshwater poll published in News Corp, and so there's so there's been five polls this past week, all for a no, overwhelming no vote. And to me, it just seems that uh, the 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 constant uh, propaganding and the continu- the ever never ending victim narrative from the the Aboriginal industry superstructure has just made the people of us a lot of people in Australia snap. We've done so many for so much for the Aboriginals over many years. And yet there is still uh, violence in Aboriginal communities. Uh, There is so many that still hate us simply for being white. And when you accuse uh, no voters of being racist, I mean, that just that just firms up the, the no vote. So I've seen this uh, graphic around, a no vote will break Australia's fair go spirit like Brexit broke Britain's economy. And then there was also uh, Jed Carney, a federal Labor MP. Uh, she declared that a no victory in the voice referendum will be a big win for hateful racist Australians. And uh, Noel Pearson, you uh, remember him, about 15 years ago, uh, he allegedly said uh, to uh, the the State Labor Environment Minister, uh, Kate Jones, you white fucking cunt, imagine if the roles were reversed and it was a white person saying that to an Aboriginal person. And uh Noel Pearson uh said uh, that Peter uh, Peter Dutton's uh support uh for the the the, uh, the liberals uh supporting the no campaign was a Judas betrayal. He called uh Mick uh Gooda a a another of these uh well you could basically call them godlike uh aboriginal uh spokespeople i don't know how these people like noel pearson mick gooder uh, Marsha, langton i don't know how they they all uh, they, they all they all all appear to to be they're the they're, they're the they're the the holy voices of of what aboriginal uh people want and of course uh, noel pearson has also attacked uh jacinta price Previously, as as well, and uh, now Noel Pearson, he was on the ABC Insiders program yesterday, and host David Spears asked him uh, what, uh, what what it would mean if, well, when Australia votes no, I should say. Noel Pearson, what will
4: it say about the country if Australia does vote no?
3: Oh, uh, you so said I'm not going to cast kind of prospective judgement on the people of Australia on this when I still believe we have every opportunity over the next five weeks right. to listen to the concerns of those Australians who have questions and reservations. But do you think Australia can, yes still, campaign does
4: it, can Australia still celebrate in the way it does Indigenous history and culture if it's voted no to this?
3: No, well, as I say, David, I'm not going to make judgment about... I'll make that judgment the day after the referendum. At this stage, I believe we still have the capacity to do the right thing. I'll tell you one thing, though, David. I just don't believe when the hand of friendship and reconciliation is extended from Indigenous people that at the end of the day, their love will be unrequited. I just can't believe that. I cannot believe we still live in an Australia where that hand would be just slapped aside. This unrequited love is my worst nightmare. I just don't believe Australians are capable of that at this time in our history.
0: So according to Noel Pearson now, this is him putting on his uh, reconciliation performance uh, that, uh, all the Aboriginal Australians have unrequited love for non-indigenous Australians, and he said, "Oh, it'd be hard to contemplate that uh, that uh, unrequited love uh, be slapped away." I mean, we have seen for ourselves uh, the the violence in Alice Springs. Uh, there have been uh, white people who've been attacked by Aboriginal people uh, because they. Are white, uh, so th- there is certainly uh, a lot of there is some hate in uh, from Aboriginal people towards non-Aboriginal people. I have noticed uh, as uh, people in the, the the chat will they be able to give me feed uh, give me feedback? All the photos that I've seen of city-based Yes volunteers door knocking, handing out pamphlets, they've all been white boomers. In fact, just the other day, I saw a old white boomer couple. They were wearing yes badges and both had N95 COVID masks on. Even though, uh, as uh, as we we I showed last week, uh, that uh, even Doctor Fauci was told by CNN uh, that the Cochrane review of masks said that they there was no evidence that. They worked. Uh, now, of course, we had the the First Lady get uh, COVID for a second time. Jill Biden, uh, she has now uh, recovered, uh, so she she's 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 been fine. Uh, she is about a about decade younger than than Joe Biden. Uh, now, because he was deemed a close contact, we had. A, this mask theatre returned to the, the White House, and this is how it panned out.
5: President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And he, as as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. The president took off his mask, uh, as he, I said he would, to deliver incredibly powerful remarks about this captain, Captain Taylor, uh, and what he did in service to our, our nation, and he wanted to honor uh, the captain. And for a brief time afterwards, he also uh, didn't have his mask on, as you just laid out, uh, and he left as planned, as it was planned. Uh, he left uh, when there was a pause in the program in order to minimize to minimize his close contact with attendees uh, who are uh, who are about to participate in a reception, and uh, you all reported, that notice that he left uh, uh, when there was a pause in the program because, again, he wanted to minimize uh, certainly uh, uh, his impact on folks who were there.
6: Lord, buddy, Let
7: me explain to the press. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board, but they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something. I got to keep wearing it, but don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in.
0: And you see the press laugh there. They they all know that masks don't work and it's all for theatre. Yet uh, the US CDC uh, still, uh, despite their own studies showing masks don't work, uh, still advocate for masking, including sadistically on children. There have been even school districts in... Alabama who have put mask makes mask mandates in only for 2 weeks there of course one in Maryland as as well and now of course if it, if it's not uh, masks uh, masks being forced on students it's the lgbt pride agenda uh, being forced down school children's throats uh, to the point now where in a elementary school in Oklahoma, this is beyond belief. They've hired a drag queen who was previously arrested for child pornography. So Shane Mernon, who performs under the name Chantel Mandalay while doing drag, was hired at the John Glenn Elementary School in Oklahoma. Oklahoma City over the summer. In 2002, while working as a fifth grade teacher, uh, Mernan was arrested on charges of child pornography. The case was later dismissed because the state could not prove that the people in the images were minors, which gives you the impression that it was that this person who is supposed to be a teacher is uh, attracted to young people. Mernon is also a staple of drag queen story hours where he dresses up in full drag to interact with the children. The superintendent of the state of Oklahoma, Ryan Walters, has called for Mernon to be terminated immediately. It's outrageous to have a drag queen running a school. You know, here in Oklahoma, that doesn't line up with Oklahoma values. I hear from parents every day that are concerned with this woke left-wing indoctrination in schools this gender theory that continues to be thrust upon our kids it's completely inappropriate this individual is not fit to lead a school district it has to stop well aren't you the superintendent uh ryan uh, walters uh so he's like he's he says that he's outraged. Anything that might expose kids to inappropriate sexual content is a cause for serious concern to parents and absolutely contrary to Oklahoma values. I will not allow rogue educators to endanger our kids. It's looking into all accusations Will try necessary action to protect children. So that's in Oklahoma. Uh, now, over in uh, Canada, uh, remember uh, Kayla Lemieux, uh, real, a real name, Kerry. Uh, the shop teacher who who decided to uh, start uh, start wearing huge uh, Z cup, uh, prospotic uh, breasts uh, to teach uh, teach shop at Oakville Travaga High School. The school board finally took action uh, when Kayla uh, was back to being Kerry, just a normal middle aged bloke and so uh now uh, he has got a a new job a transfer to hamilton wentworth uh <laughs> wentworth uh district school board uh so uh, there is so this is uh, at uh is going to be teaching at Nora Francis Henderson Secondary School, sent a to parents warning of the possible media interest on site and protests ahead of the, the school's reopening on September 6th. Uh, and now Rebel News reporter David the Menzoid Menzies, who's easily Rebel's most valuable player, has been with Ezra Levant since the, since, since the beginning, uh, tried to uh, confront uh, Kerry about... Where did your uh, breasts go and female costume go? I
6: thought were real. Where are your breasts? David Menzies for Rebel News here in
0: Hang on, I'll try that again. Whenever I try to enlarge something on the on 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 the screen, it just it just goes black when I try when I try to do that. I'll play it again.
6: burlington and folks i'm at the maple view mall and this car guess who it belongs to perhaps the most notorious big breasted shop teacher in the world yeah we're talking carrie Luke lemieux aka kayla lemieux aka busty lemieux now we've been staking out this teacher because you know how it was last reported that those breasts of his those z cups they're not prosthetics Those are natural breasts that he started developing at age 39. Even if that is true, I still don't understand why you can't dress appropriately. But in any event, we don't know in what persona he went to the mall as. Was it as the male version of Lemieux or the female version? But we're going to wait here. He's got to come out sometime, the mall closes. In about two and a half hours, and we'll be there to see if it's Mr. Miss or other Lemieux. Stay tuned. Where are your breasts? I thought your breasts were real. Where are your breasts? Why are you dressing inappropriately in front of children? Can you believe it, folks? Like a cornered rat. He ran for the hills. He didn't even have the guts to come back to his car. He's abandoned it here. He called an Uber, and he's uh, skedaddled, well, who knows where. I guess he's got to come back for his car at some point. Maybe he's going to have it towed to his condo. But did you notice? No breasts.
0: But... Uh, now there was a. I remember at the time uh, when I, uh, when uh, Kayla Lemieux uh, hit hit the hit the hit the headlines. There was a Reddit post uh, that uh, claimed uh, that uh, this was one. A huge troll. Uh, So it said, this dude is gaming the system. And Anon here yesterday was in this dude's class. The teacher was almost fired for toxic masculinity last year, as well as not embracing work culture. He dropped red pills to his class, such as how silly gender neutral bathrooms are. The school board hates him. Now he's upping the ante to exploit the very clown world. The school and society itself has created. His long game is most likely to get fired and then sue for discrimination. There is no other explanation, nowhere to to troll the clan world than to become an overtop character of a woman and that it appears uh, what what Kerry Lemieux was doing all along and I have to say well played dude well played and I remember Mark Dice one of my favorite YouTubers said it reminded me of uh, the the South Park episode where Mr Garrison tries to be fired uh, for uh, being gay uh, so he can get a, 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 a discrimination uh, payout. So he spanks Mr. Uh, slave in his, in his class and puts Lemmy, Lemmy Winks up uh, the, uh, the, the hamster up mis, Mr. Slave's ass and a chef is uh, sent to a tolerance course for calling him a sick queer and uh, the, 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 the four boys are sent to the, the death camp of tolerance. So that is the education update. Now let's uh, let's talk about uh, the well, uh, how the the sanctuary uh, cities are, are going because uh, you remember last year, Ron DeSantis he uh, he decided uh, when he was uh, not distracted running for president to send uh, illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard since these people always claim uh, that uh, refugees welcome, all that sort of uh, banal liberal claptrap. They arrived at Martha's Vineyard and they were immediately deported. Well, New York Mayor Eric Adams, he's a former police officer, he campaigned on on, uh, keeping New York City a sanctuary city. Uh, But this is what uh, he uh, was captured on Canberra. Uh, camera saying uh, what illegal the illegal immigrant wave would do to New York City.
7: support, And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10 thousand migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're in Ecuador. Now we're getting russian speaking coming to, through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We have a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. And so I say to you, as I turn it over to you, this is some, some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you asked me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized to stop what they're doing to us? How many of you were part of the movement to say, we're seeing what this mayor is trying to do, and they're destroying New York City. It's gonna come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now with 110,000, the city we knew we're about to lose. And we're all in this together, all of us. Staten Island's saying, send them out to Manhattan. Manhattan is saying, send them out to Queens. Queens is saying, send them out to Brooklyn. No. Is that the game we can play? Open the floor up.
0: So what he's basically said, Eric Adams, is that mass immigration changes or destroys a city, and that and that basically New York as you know it is going to be well replaced. Uh, so <laughs> the pennies drop for him. I mean, he is he, he's not a a far left communist like the previous mayor de Blasio was I mean he was an NYPD officer uh so he has got uh, he has got some sense and he did uh he did uh defend i that uh, uh that uh marine uh, veteran who uh put uh, that uh that uh violent uh, man in a headlock and he sadly passed away saying look uh, he's been charged with I think it's manslaughter that marine veteran I can't remember the names on the top of my head so he's a realist Eric Adams but he's he's still got a lot of uh, a <laughs> democrat brain warp and uh, even uh, the the members of uh, the view uh, which hopefully will get cancelled soon uh, Whoopi Goldberg is off with COVID she was wearing a mask from her, her zoom basement uh, so uh, this is what uh, and Anna Navarro, who's the, the fake uh, never Trumper Republican on The View, this is what she said about the, 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 the mass flood mig- migration to New York.
5: But frankly, you know, I think we need to find, and, and we've dealt with this before, I, I lived in, uh, in Miami, I was a migrant, an immigrant in Miami in the 80s, you'll remember when we had the Marielle boat lift, yes. uh, 125,000 Cubans yeah. came in a matter of six months, it puts tremendous stress on, on, on a city, on a community, on the social services, they need to be resettled elsewhere.
2: They need, right? to, they spread need to be out. Re- we're this spread, a massive yeah.
5: country. But, yeah. and it's only gonna get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of this world.
0: Well, but- oh yeah. so the new excuse why you can't have this, these flood of migrants coming into New York City is because of, of climate change. It's unsustainable. So remember we were able to, to grind immigration to a halt, at least in Australia. I, uh, with uh, with COVID, I remember that uh, the U.S. border was able to be controlled uh, because of the 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 COVID era COVID, COVID border policies. So it can be done. Uh, now I saw uh, Charlie Kirk, who he's getting. I I mean, t- Turning Point USA is a is a bellwether. A, be- a bellwether. Uh, re- a conservative organization. Charlie Kirk said they want the migrants to stay in uh, Texas uh, so they can flip the state blue, so they can have a permanent uh, blue uh, majority. Uh, Charlie Kirk uh, tweeted uh, recently, and this was, uh, I know that, uh, Andrew Andrew Torba uh, of Gab uh believed this was this was this was progress. Uh, you wouldn't imagine the the Charlie Kirk who was uh who un- <laughs> was uh under attack from the the Groypers back in 2019. Uh so uh, Charlie Kirk tweeted "Whiteness is great. Be proud of who you are." And Andrew Torba, the founder of Gab said to be clear, we've successfully shifted the Overton window and will continue to do so. Don't stop posting. And I believe that Torba, uh, being a, a Twitter's greatest, or now X's greatest, wa- rival, Musk is reading his tweets, and that is why uh, Musk is taking on the, the Anti-Defamation League for $22 billion in damages. Now, another uh, Democrat who has been mugged by reality, or should I say carjacked by reality, is a Democrat official who vowed to dismantle uh, the uh, Minneapolis the Police Department. Uh, so uh, Sha- uh, Shavanese uh, Shandamol. she holds the position of second vice chairwoman for the Democrat Farmer Labor Party of Minnesota. She was uh, violently uh, carjacked uh, in the driveway of their home in Minneapolis, four very young men, all carrying guns, beat me violently down to the ground in front of our kids. The young men held our neighbors at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me, all in broad daylight. Look at my face in the picture. This is the face of a mother who's just had the shit beaten out of her mother whose thought was only I uh, let me run at far and fight." And so uh, now, n- now she is is calling for uh, for justice. Now she wants uh, law enforcement to, to come to come involved. Uh, so uh, they have not uh, arrested any suspects in the case. Uh, so uh, she said in a social media post three years ago that her and fellow officers were going to dismantle the Minneapolis police department because it had failed uh, citizens. Well it certainly failed her there in well preventing her to become a a victim of of crime there Uh, but that's that's thanks to uh, advocacy such as such as her such as hers Uh, so more Democrats are starting to wear the consequences of their of their positions. I mean it's all, all all well and good to to advocate for open borders and defunding the police when you live in a, a gated uh, community where outsiders it's very difficult for them uh, to, to, to to come in and turn your community upside down there. now. Let's move on to uh, the uh, actual uh, miscarriages of justice, and uh, I'm talking about the the Biden administration. Uh, so Enrique Tarrio, uh, the uh, the leader of the the Proud Boys, was sentenced to 22 years in prison for a seditious conspiracy over January 6. Even though he wasn't there at the Capitol on January sixth, because he'd been banned there because uh, he'd been arrested uh, and for uh, burning a Black Lives Matter flag, uh, now uh, Enrique said that uh, that they told me to lie about President Trump in order to indict him. I told them to pound sand. So this is what he told the the Gateway, the gateway Pundit, because, I, so the truth is, I could have been home. I could have been home a long time ago. I could be in my warm ass bed right now, laughing at the world without a problem. All I had to do in order to do that was to lie about Trump. All I had to do was confirm a lie. And this is uh, Enrique is not the, the only uh, January six uh, defendant to be offered uh, su- uh, such a a deal, and so there have been five uh, Proud Boys who have been uh, sentenced to uh, decades in prison. Four of the five, uh, they were uh, convicted of seditious uh, conspiracy. The most high, the other most high profile Proud Boy sentenced to to seventeen years. Uh, in prison uh, was uh, it was uh, Joe Biggs he called into the the Alex Jones show uh, from prison. now uh, because Enrique Tarrio he'd previously done time for uh, medical devices fraud where he did uh, coordinate with the feds uh, to inform on others to get a discount and sentence there in, in an effort to sort of uh, so disquiet in the proud Boys say, oh they're led by a Fed. well <laughs> he rejected a get out of jail, a literal get out of jail free card uh, to lie about Trump. And he didn't. So he's clearly not working for the Feds, okay? Yes, and in Azik's, it is a total uh, banana republic now. And this is, of course, not all. Uh, this, this is not all. We have also we found out that uh, the the Fulton County uh, Grand Jury wanted to. Indict uh, Lindsey Graham, the South Carolina senator, as part of the RICO indictment. And so, uh, so basically, uh, anyone who uh, who who wanted who, who wanted investigations in uh, Georgia uh, was was going to be indicted. So, if you question the election results, indictment. I mean, this is absolutely outrageous. And it's funny how Lindsey Graham, remember, he said said in 2016, if you want to make America great again, tell Donald Trump to to go to hell. He was John McCain's best mate in the Senate, but a a neocon warmonger, yet he's uh, during Trump's presidency and post-Trump presidency. uh, He has, he along with Ted Cruz have been the two biggest Trump loyalists in the Senate and remember Ted Cruz didn't d- didn't endorse uh Donald Trump at the Republican convention he said vote your conscience vote the constitution and uh was booed there uh but yeah <laughs> Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz even post uh Trump presidency they're both both uh, both backing him uh, for for uh, for 2024 and that just shows that uh, po- uh, politics uh, it can uh, it can result in people who've hated each other in the past uh, becoming the the closest of allies. Now, last week uh, we had Tucker Carlson's interview uh, with Larry Sinclair who uh, 15 years ago, when uh, Barack Obama was running for president, alleged that in 1999 in Chicago, in a limousine, uh, Barack Obama uh, smoked crack cocaine with him and performed fellatio on him. And then they did it again at Larry Sinclair's hotel room. He's had the same story for 15 years. He was uh, previously interviewed by Dinesh D'Souza for one of his documentaries. He's never changed his story. He said he was motivated to contact the campaign uh, beca- uh, because of, uh, he believed that Obama lied about his uh, drug use on the campaign trail. And uh, now, Larry Sinclair, the reason why he was uh, Ignored and also not taken out is because he's a convicted uh, a felon uh, for uh, a, a, and no one fraudster. And so, who are you going to believe, I, the, the this uh, this uh, this uh, aspiring politician or a felon fraudster who is who admits also that they are a recreational uh, drug user? Although uh, uh, there was a uh, the death of, uh, one of Barack Obama's, uh, fellow, uh, church members at his, uh, Chicago church led by Jeremiah Wright, Donald Young, uh, shot dead in 2007. He was there, the choir master, an elementary school teacher, shot dead in his apartment. Uh, Laren Sinclair claims that, uh, Donald Young contacted him, uh, to, uh, 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 from the campaign to say that, uh, Uh, he and Obama had been intimate for for many years. Now, of course, I I don't care if uh, Barack Obama is gay or if Michelle Obama is a man, I'm a libertarian, though it's the lying that obviously them presenting themselves as a married heterosexual couple. Remember that Barack Obama didn't support same-sex marriage in 2008 because the uh, black community... uh, is still overwhelmingly opposed to same-sex marriage. Uh, The the vote against same-sex marriage in California in 2008 was attributed to greater Black turnout to vote for Obama but vote no to same-sex marriage. So there is no way that African-American voters were going to vote for a gay Black man to uh, be President. And of course, if they have killed to protect their secret, uh, first with Donald Young and the, uh, and then also uh, with uh, Joan Rivers, then yes, uh, this is completely relevant and Roger Stone, uh, Donald Trump's confidant, has said that Michelle Obama uh, will be a will be the Democrat nominee in twenty twenty four and uh, now uh we will cover this more in detail on the theorists tomorrow night and also cover uh the other 9 11 on the theorists tomorrow night with with andy nolch uh, which is the september 11 uh, attacks on the the world trade center towers and also also, we have managed to track down the footage of the alleged uh, dancing Israelis on nine eleven. That's been a cop- uh, popular rumor on 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 social media for for many years. But we've actually found the the ABC news report, ABC News America report, of a, an eyewitness to the <laughs> to the dancing Israelis, uh, which we will play tomorrow night. Now got a bit more a bit more time uh so i i will go over uh some some more of the the voice now remember uh, that uh october 14th which is uh voice referendum day it is the same day as the new zealand general election so there'll be a trad tasman talk super saturday starting at 5 p.m australian eastern daylight time myself and dewey dubour will anchor it and we'll have both the Australian and New Zealand panel uh, throughout the evening and the the results come in. It was interesting, we're in the middle of uh, AFL uh, footy finals. Uh, The AFL has uh, decided uh, that uh, they will not feature any voice to parliament propaganda on grand final day. So they have read the room that uh, AFL fans are sick of the uh, social justice agenda being rammed down their throats at AFL matches. I mean, the AFL is going to be under new management at uh, the end of the year, new CEO, Andrew Dillon. And uh, you'll remember that uh, the the AFL has disgracefully uh, treated two of its uh, its most, uh, most respected co- coaches this year, uh, Alastair Clarkson, uh, now at North Melbourne, and Chris Fagan, now at my Brisbane Lions. I uh, remember there were those uh, four indigenous, uh, former Indigenous players and their families accused them of racism when they were at Hawthorne, led by former uh Premiership player ceili and it seemed to be triggered by cerioli's wife uh being triggered by a bad joke Jeff Kennett made about her designer jeans gave her change to oh uh, you can fix up your ripped designer jeans and she apparently got triggered triggered by that and that's apparently when ceriooli decides to quit the club and uh, the, the club was racist and so they' Remember at the time uh, that uh, that uh, the AF- the woke AFL media basically threw those two coaches under the bus. They denied any mistreatment and, uh, well, thankfully uh, for, uh, for my Brisbane Lions, uh, they are through to the prelim final. Chris Fagan uh, has done wonders with the team this year and... I, I doubt that he uh, mistreats our star Aboriginal player uh, Charlie Cameron at all. I mean, it's just it's uh, it, it was it was just a, a re- outrageous accusation. Uh, but the NRL, they're going to allow $400,000 of yes 23 advertising on Grand Final Day. So the NRL is uh, still going to to pump through the, the propaganda. I am hopeful that uh, the the AFL, uh, they, they might actually end uh, their social justice campaigning. Now, you remember they got involved in the, the same-sex marriage. Uh, they put the Yes uh, logo outside AFL house, even though as Louise Milliken did a whole Four Corners uh, story on, uh, there's no openly game AFL players. They just could, uh, choose to keep it on the down low. And also uh, there are 40,000 uh, Aboriginal land claims in New South Wales. So Metropolitan Local Aboriginal Land Council CEO, Nathan Moran, he uh, was uh, on the program with Ben, uh 2GB uh, uh, program with ben, ben Fordham on breakfast and basically said they tried to, if there's any uh, unused crown land uh, or dis, uh, disused crown land, they try to make an a, a uh, Aboriginal land claim for it, so it's just basically a land grab there uh it, which basically gives the 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 game away and there's not much that's actually once they've got the land they do uh with the with the with the with the land. Where is everyone tonight, Tim? Well, I noticed that uh Lady of Charlotte and dawn browning uh aren't here. I hope the ladies uh are okay uh, is but thank you for everyone for for being here uh, tonight, uh, contributing to the live chat. Uh, now tomorrow night, if you're in Sydney, there is going to be mass immigration in the nation state. Uh, so it's going to feature Professor Gigi Foster, uh, Dr Frank Salter, and Dr Jane O'Sullivan. Uh, so, it's at the Sydney Mechanics School of Arts. And now you will uh, not, uh, remember last week, I've started to promote in early December the Melbourne Underground Film Festival hosted by Richard Wollstonecroft of the report from Tiger Mountain. There was a fresh report from Tiger Mountain on Elon Musk versus the ADL. So, Muff 23 uh, will be early December 2023. Uh, I loved Muff last year. I'm eager to have some more Muff this year. And also uh, the the March for the Babies is happening uh, on October uh, 7 in the Melbourne CBD Treasury Gardens. Hopefully be able to be on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. Uh, we'll, yes, we will do a meet up hopefully for, for March 23. I'll certainly be at opening night. Thank you everyone so much for watching. Now, if you don't want to send through a power chat, uh, you can take out an unshackled membership at the unshackled.net slash membership, bronze $5 per month, silver $10 per month, gold $25 per month and platinum $50 per month. Remember to keep checking the unshackled.net at has got all of our unshackled productions archive and our articles as well. I'll see you for the theorists. Tomorrow night on the Theorists dedicated YouTube channel, I will put the link into the the live chat. So make sure you subscribe, and with all of our videos, make sure you give a thumbs up, comment down below, and click the bells to allow for notification. In the meantime, stay safe, uh, stay sane, uh, (laughs) stay hydrated. Uh, because it is going to be warm weather and stay out of harm's way because, well, if you're in Melbourne, who knows what's what's going to happen? Good night, everybody. Tim's Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's News Explosion.